Welcome to a new episode of It's Not That Bad Podcast. I am Fern here with Dom. Yo, yo, yo. I'm in the house. So, Dom. Uh-huh. How, tell us about how of a shitty weekend you had this weekend. It was pretty good. Um, I went to Disneyland to the opening of Galaxy's Edge, which was pretty cool. You know... Like this, like it's it's a really good like it's it's pretty cool. Like the way that they did it, they worked it into like the environment of Disneyland. Like because if you look around, like from where you you walk in from, like Critter Country, you're um, it looks foresty and it blends in. And then like if you're going into Fantasyland, like that entrance they really did make it look like it was part of the mountain that they built it out of and then like oh you just transition into batu really well and then um oh especially at night like the it just looks amazing it's just it, it looks like you're in a like a star wars film like in rogue one remember when he goes to that one planet uh or diego luna's on that one planet and he's like meeting that one spy to get like the information it looks kind of like that where it's kind of like it's lived in and like people are there and you're just kind of hanging out but there's three entrances there's one near critter country there's one near frontier land and one near fantasy land and as soon as you go in you're immersed into this world like all the cast members they specifically are like they had to build their own characters type of thing like they got to choose yeah, like, like oh this is what i'm gonna be yeah or like like oh i'm a spy for the rebel or the, for, no the resistance sorry or i'm a spy for um the first order you know what I mean? Like, they, they got to build whatever character they wanted. And so they have to kind of stick to that character. Like, they have to stay in character. Whereas, like, a cast member in Fantasyland could just talk to you like normal. Quick question. Yeah. Can people from other parts of the park, like you said, could they go to other... Like, do they have to stay there? They can. I mean, they can walk through if they're, like, on break or something. But they, like... Like, do you see people... But I mean, like, would you see, like, a Mickey Mouse walking through the fucking Star Wars thingy? I think they're trying to stay away from that. They're trying to keep this as... This is Batu. This is the planet that you're on. This is... um, Iron Man's not going to be walking through. No, 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 no. I think they're going to try and keep it like that. Where I think the whole point of Disneyland minus Galaxy's Edge is... You can immerse yourself in Disney. Yeah. So you can, because it's, it's basically just based off of, like, Tomorrow and Frontier. But you can see, like, Mickey there. And you can see, like, anywhere. And you can see Goofy yeah. anywhere. You can see, um... Because, see, they tr- I think what they're trying to do now, because I think they had, at one point, like, Captain America and, like, some of the Avengers at Tomorrowland. But I think what they're doing is they're moving them over straight just to California Adventure. Because they're building Marvel Land there. Um, when they do this stuff, they build like new rides, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like they have for like Galaxy's Edge, they had Smuggler's Run, which is open, which is basically you're flying the Millennium Falcon for um the the guy who's from Clone Wars. His name's Hondo. He's like a smuggler, and you're trying to get like some coaxium, which is from Solo. See, like that's what I like is that they're integrating all these other parts of like 
um, Star Wars lore into it that I feel like it's just going to like piss off all these like new fans. Or, I mean, not new fans, like old fans <laughs> that are like, oh, what, oh, that doesn't mean, oh, like, why can't it be like Han and Chewbacca going like on the Kessel Run? It's like, who wants to see that? We already saw that in Solo. Well, I mean, sounds like a perfect nerdcation. Yeah. And so. if you want to go see the fireworks, that's like the perfect area to see the fireworks for Disneyland. Because I guess that's where they always came out of. Like, because my mom was like, well, I thought they came out of the, the, the castle. And I'm like, I think at one point they might have, but like, I think they moved it so that they could like fire off more. And, I, and we're like, I think it's just perspective. It looks like it comes out of the castle. Yeah. But. I guess when they so when they they took over the backlot space for that they kept the space for the the fireworks so the fireworks come right out f- right behind the Millennium Falcon right there and it's it's, it's like it's pretty cool yeah sounds pretty stupid well I'm glad you have fun on your nerdcation I know and uh, yeah I mean I guess whenever they open the other dumb shit you could go there and be Ooh, like yeah. Oh. Let me tell you what, the first ride is better, okay? This new ride, it's no good. They focus too much on this. The the Millennium Falcon one, that's it's obviously way better. This is the fucking news. A new horror film based on the Magic 8-Ball is on the way from Blumhouse. Because of course it is. <laughs> of course. If you, if you didn't tell me this... Yeah. I bet I could have just came up with it and been like, yeah, that's something Blue Mouse did, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, they did it? Oh, I can make money off of it. Well, I guess I can't. I, I feel like... I, I think we've said this before about Blumhouse. It's like, people need to understand, like, they're not, like, as good... They're not Oscar... They, oh, they are, no but... A24. Yeah, there you go. I feel like people always make it out to be like, oh, they're so good. It's like, what? Have you seen any of their movies? I mean, yeah, some of... Well, whatever. Some of them are pretty good, but... Well, uh, another film on the way inspired by the classic toy, the Magic 8-Ball. Since the f- 1950s, it's inspired in imagination, suspense, and intrigue across generations. This iconic toy has a built-in connection with fans and untapped potential for storytelling. That's what um the, the guy from Mattel Films uh, said. So, you know he's not doing it for just a profit. Uh, you know, it doesn't sound that crazy to me anymore. If Okay, I would say if they do something like like Hopscotch, the <laughs> horror movie, <laughs> I'd be like, okay, all right. Because <laughs> at least this one I could already see how they're going to tie it into, like, Supernatural. Like, yeah. what do you mean, kill her? I can't kill her. Yeah, it's going to be like Truth or Dare. Yeah. I guess... The only thing I can really say is, like, if they're going to make money from it, I guess let them make money from it. Like, it's yeah. it's weird because you're right. We've come from a time where Bloomhouse was the joke. Yeah. Like, it was so much of the joke that we knew Bloomhouse. It's like, oh, this is a Bloomhouse movie. Because most of the time, like, we don't say it there. I'm like, oh, this is a ASG movie? Oh, it's going to be good. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, it just became something because we got so used to watching these shitty horror movies that's like, oh, this is Bloomhouse. Oh. And then every once in a while, literally every once in a while, it's like, that's actually good. Like, I'm glad, like, 
hey, they got lucky that they were able to get their name on this movie. You yeah. Know? But, I mean, <laughs> it's so weird because I do remember not that long ago, someone was talking about how Bloomhouse could be the next, like, forerunner of, like, having this amazing horror because they, they, they've been doing it for so long and it's starting to pay off. And I'm like, we got, like, one great movie. And then have a couple of, like, that's not that bad. But now it's like, uh, I don't know. It's silly and dumb, but you know that there's people going to watch it. As fans of Mattel and their iconic brands, we're looking forward to bringing Magic 8-Ball, one of their most celebrated toys, to life and playing against expectations in doing so. Jason Blum, founder of Blumhouse Productions. All I can really think about is, like, them trying to pitch that movie. <laughs> of like, okay, so, like, you yeah. know, Ouija, it's, like, you know, mm. brought in. Like, you yeah. have to bring it in to speak to these devils, right? Like, yes, you yeah, yes, sit yes. there and you give yourself to these Go on. demons. Yes. And I was thinking, like, what else do you have to, like, give yourself to, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's, like, what about fortune cookies? And he's, like, that's mm, stupid. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, I guess. Because I was thinking, like, I always thought it was better than my A-ball idea. What was that? Go back? What did you say? Magic 8-ball. A magic 8-ball? Uh, a cha-ching. Here's $100,000. I don't know. Um, it's probably going to be stupid. Good for them. After Hollywood speaks up on abortion ban, Georgia Way's potential production boycott. So Hollywood studios, are, I mean, across the board have been like, you know, we're going to, we might potentially pull out. Some of them have for sure said like, yeah, we're not going to be filming in Georgia, which is what we, we said right after they, 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 they put the, while well, the governor signed it or whatever. And like, cause it, I guess it hasn't been made official or something. Yeah. I think it has like one more step. Yeah, so basically they're kind of like trying to co- coerce them into doing it to like, and we we've talked about before like people using like people's jobs as a way to like get like things done, and like sometimes it is for good, sometimes it's for bad. I mean, I mean, obviously on this it's like it is good, like because like it's gonna get Georgia to like not have this law, but like in other things you could like wield it for something like even like more damaging i guess if if it was something like different like maybe they wanted to sign in an equality bill and like now hollywood's like well we don't want everyone to be equal so we're gonna pull all of our jobs out of there it's funny too because like a a local politician reminded the studios and streaming giants that his state does not need advice from the land of harvey weinstein and i was like that's pretty funny but then again, um, it's like, I think it's Netflix has already said that they're going to move out of there, right? They they uh, said that they're going to stay there for now because, like you said before, like there's a lot of people counting on them. And, you know, it, it, it's harder for them to pull out right now when this is still, a, there's a chance for it to not go through. But they are gonna put money towards trying to get the bill dead yeah so it's they're 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 basically playing both sides yeah they're trying to abort it they're but lot but again go against abortion yeah Mm. um basically yeah so 
what he's trying what they were trying to say is like look we know this is bad and we totally agree like if this goes into effect there's no reason why we need to be here because we don't support this like we have these actors we have these um, directors we have these people on set you know whatever like they're all a part of our company and they deserve to have you know these rights so there's no need for us to be there but technically it's not in effect right now and we're gonna fight it we're putting our own money towards it we're gonna do what we can so we're gonna stay put but just for right now if i swear to i swear to jesus if that goes through we are totally gonna pull out but not right now i swear to jesus so uh um and then disney said that they are gonna pull out right i know um AMC was th- was threatening to leave. I think they they said they are leaving, right? Are they? I think AMC said that they were leaving for like, um, for shooting like the last uh, or whatever of the Walking Dead. Yeah, that's a that's a big one too because that's one that's been there forever and mm. that kind of helped to like start off them w- using Georgia. Yeah, but it's like <sighs> I'm not trying to be on like anyone's side on this, but I'm gonna side with um, people who are pro choice because i think i think like when you start making things for like people like trying to tell them what like what they can and can't do that's getting a little too like far and i feel like more conservatives and libertarians should be stepping on their on this side where it's like shouldn't you be on the side of like people have the individual right to choose what they want to do but whatever that's yeah. a topic for a completely different yeah. Weird, story. right? It's weird how that doesn't work out. Um, but then again, it's like, um, as we said before, it is also like the studio's right to, to do whatever they want. Like, they can pull out of, of any state they want. And, like, their citizens, like, then I feel like should be, a, yeah, if they're losing their jobs because of some dumb idiot who's like, well, <laughs> I don't want my wife to have an abortion, but my mistress can have abortions basically like that kind of weird logic yeah. it's like then get then vote them out right yeah. and like get rid of them yeah like, it could it could really trickle down all different ways because you can't say that that's almost tyrannical that they're like oh we're gonna just take all this money from you guys because you're not doing what we say but you're right they're their own company they can do what they want but at the same point if they do do that and people want to say like hey that's kind of fucked up then People should have the right to be like, well, I'm not going to watch your shit. I'm not going to subscribe to you, yeah. right? So they would take that power away. But also, yeah, you're right. They're the ones who vote this guy in in the first place. He's, if he's speaking for you, then he's speaking for someone who doesn't want to doesn't want to prosper your, your city or you know your town or whatever because, oh, I believe in this. And this is what I believe in. And if you believe in what he believes in, then why the fuck should Netflix or Disney or anybody give you money if yeah. they don't want to, right? I'm not, like, it's one of those things where it's like when you go to somewhere and they say uh, they can refuse service to anyone, mm. it's like, yeah, that's their right to do so, you know? It, yeah, it may be fucked up <laughs> when you're trying to order and they're like, um, not you? What? Why? Just, just because, trust me. But at the same point, it's like, uh, that's kind of what this whole thing is about anyways, right? Yeah. It is a very sticky situation. And obviously, we're not going to know the full extent of it until the bill either dies or gets passed or whatever, right? But 
it's it's intriguing to see how this stuff is working because you know if this does go through someone else is going to pick up that ball and obviously they still have places like vancouver i think it's still big and they're gonna look for play they i'm almost positive that there's cities right now that are like trying to play Mm. or put bills in to be like hey we should offer this stuff like in georgia you know like like a colorado right like hey guys we're cool so like come on but um yeah, I, I don't know. The whole the whole thing is kind of like, uh, but I don't know. That's that's capitalism for you. That's what we wanted. All right. So not only is Robert Pattinson for sure going to be Batman, but did you also see that um, the Batman story that we're gonna get, which is gonna be, I think, a trilogy. Is not going to just be another origin story, but it is going to take place prior to, I guess. Like, this is going to be him, like, developing as Batman, but it's not an origin story. So don't think of it like that. I feel like instead of making everything so fun and exciting, uh-huh. they're just like, how can we ruin this for you right away? Because when hey. they announced Robert Pattinson, I was yeah. like, okay, let's see what he can do. Yeah, our pats. And when uh, when they still said it was Reeves doing it, I was mm-hmm. like, all right, awesome. Let's see what yeah. we can do. And then they say dumb shit like that, and it's like, just shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> like, don't say a trilogy. You don't know if you're going to get a trilogy. You can't seem to do one fucking movie right or give him one solid movie, so don't say anything. I don't know. It's, it's like, I want to be excited for this movie. I do, but like I told you before, it could actually go really great, like like the War for the Planet of the Apes, mm-hmm. right? But with Batman in it, awesome. Yeah. Or it could get really hokey, and mm-hmm. I feel like it's going to get hokey. And that's where this is going to fall off again. They're going to do, instead of staying with like a Suicide Squad where it's going to be kind of like dark and messed up, they're like, oh, no, but let's make it fun. And I honestly feel like that's the way this is going to go. Especially because I think jokingly people are like, oh, who's going to be the, the penguin? Uh, what's his name? Josh Gab. And then they're like, oh, they're actually talking to him. To see oh, my God. Penguin. Are you fucking And don't get me wrong. Like, here's the thing. I love Josh Gab. He's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. No matter what anyone says. Yeah, yeah, yeah he is. But I know what they're going to go for when they cast someone like that in the role. Uh-huh. So it just makes me feel like, all right, so I guess just fuck you guys trying to make a good movie then? Yeah, I completely understand. And so, and is this supposed to be set with the DCEU? Because, like, some other people, like, are reporting that, like, this is right, or some people are saying it's not. At least with the Joker movie, like, they set out, like, hey, this is its own movie. Like, don't take it as, like, a part of anything else. This is by itself. This is just like it's very unclear, because are they looking to get him to be in these movies now, and like he's gonna be Batman, or is it still Ben Affleck as Batman, or are we now just gonna like are live we in gonna a world... see like a young him and then Ben Affleck be the old version? Yeah, or is it gonna be that now that Wonder Woman's gonna be set in 1984 and she looks the same no matter what time, so now they can be like, oh yeah, see they met each other. A long time ago. But he didn't remember her because 
Yeah, I I think I'm right there with you. Like, I want to be excited for the this movie because it does sound pretty cool. Like, at first I was like <laughs> Robert Pattinson, <laughs> but then like I like you see more and more of it, and you're like, hey, you know what? That actually it's like um, with Joaquin Phoenix. I think people don't give him like a chance, and then like you kind of see more and more, and you're like. <coughs> Yeah, you know what? That might be okay. And then, yeah, you hear, like, oh, it's going to be the Penguin and Catwoman. That could be pretty cool again. But then, yeah, and then you say, yeah. <laughs> like, Josh Gad, and it's like, oh, I think I know what kind of movie you're going to make. Yeah, and like I would admit in the past, it could totally subvert, like, oh, what yeah. I think it's going to be, and it could be exactly what I want. But... I just want something to be entertaining and f- and exciting and actually be able for me to sit there and watch and be like, this is good. Not just like, oh, yeah, that's acceptable. Like, that that's what I'm, with Batman vs. Superman, that's what I'm trying to say is, like, I feel like instead of leaning in towards something good like that, they want to go towards, like, well, how do we make these movies accessible for everyone? And... We'll talk about um, New Mutants in a little bit, but that can seriously damage something like a Deadpool. Everyone wanted a Deadpool, but as soon as they were saying, like, well, we don't know if it's going to be rated R, everyone's like, why are you going to do a Deadpool if it's not rated R? And I feel like, I'm not saying that this has to be a rated R. By no means I'm saying this should be rated R. But I feel like they would rather, and because they've proven this in the past, they would rather move towards a more family-friendly version of Batman, which is fine. You know, obviously, we grew, we grew up with stuff like that, as opposed to, like, a more real, like, gritty version. <clears throat> but I would like to see a happy medium, something that <clears throat> it, I don't need a Christopher Nolan Batman. I don't need uh, a George Clooney Batman. I want something that is on. It's just completely by himself. Like I said with Spider Man, Mm -hmm. I just want something for him. Like, yeah, this is great. This is awesome. I love it. I just feel like we're not going to get that with this movie. And it's kind of upsetting. X Men New Mutants. Remember that movie that was supposed to come out? Like a while ago, and but then Disney said, "You know what? We're gonna release it this year for sure." Remember how we all saw that? Well, I guess they've delayed it again until April of next year. So this is what, like the fifteenth time that they delayed it since what? Like when was it supposed to come out originally? What, like two years ago? Because this was the rated R horror movie-inspired, like, X-Men that we wanted. When this movie was first pitched, that's exactly what it was going to be. But what I didn't know is that they've done one reshoot already. Well, they they did one uh, batch of reshoots. And they're going to reshoot again. (laughs) Now... The reason why they said they're doing these reshoots and having why it's taking forever is because they're saying it's hard to get everyone together, which is totally fine. I get it. You know, they're they're young actors. They're probably trying to do everything, especially when you got some bigger names in there. Sure. But what I didn't know is that the studio actually wanted to change the movie. Which which studio? Disney. Disney? Of course they did. Because it got caught in the crossfire. 
and everyone is suspected that that's what they were going to do. Um, I guess I, I'm assuming that that's why the first reshoots happened. Well, it was so that they could try to not get an R rating mm-hmm. or at least trying to maybe push to looks like it could be an R rating. Yeah. I don't know. But I'm assuming that's what it was. And then they realized like, oh, we can't put this out. Mm-hmm. And then I also heard that they kind of want to see if they can tie this in to the MCU. Hmm. Now, that's either really good or really shitty. <laughs> Yeah, because it's like we've talked about every other MCU movie. It's cool. It's awesome that they're tying the stuff in together. But does that mean you have to neuter the story in order to? Because we've talked about how I we think that Marvel should move on and not only uh, make the MCU bigger, but expand it with different types of stories, you know. Mm-hmm touch different genres and see what you can do and this one was going to be allegedly was going to be like a hard rated r horror movie and now they're saying that like 70 percent of the movie was reshot so who knows what it could have changed it's just it's crazy because it's like it stars um Maisie williams obviously from game of thrones um, who plays a uh, Scottish mutant, Wolfsbane, who has the power to transform into a wolf. Um, and then it also like, starred uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, which if you've listened to any of our podcasts, you know like we, we love her so much. Um, Charlie Heaton from Stranger Things, Blue Hunt from the originals, and Alice uh, Braga from Queen of the South. And it just like it just sounds like a great story. It sounds like a great like horror inspired like superhero. Fi- like you know what I mean. Like I feel like this is like if you were gonna do a horror like superhero film, this is where you would take it. Like, yeah. Like it sucks because I think the idea of this movie when I first heard of it was more of like eh, you know, it was like oh okay like whatever. But then we saw the trailer mm-hmm. and I was like you know what. Yeah, actually, I'm I'm about this. Why why wouldn't I be about this? Yeah. And now it's like I don't even know. Like I honestly don't know how to feel because, yeah, may, okay, maybe they maybe they did change the story, right? Maybe the story is completely different because they realize that they want to make this part of the MCU. Cool. Like, why wouldn't I want more stuff for the MCU? Right. Yeah. That would be, and that would be way. I mean, you would have. On a uh, Taylor Joy in the MCU, yeah. Why wouldn't you want that? Exactly. But it's also like Marvel doesn't put out trash; they actually put out movies you want to watch. Now, whether you like the movie or not, that's that's up to you. Yeah. But they actually want to release something that is a really good movie that they think is watchable. So. Unlike something like a like a like a Sony that would have just released it and say like, oh hey yeah it's not perfect but I mean we shot it and you know whatever it is Tom Hardy's it in it. And if Disney slash Marvel is willing to front the money and time and effort to reshoots, then we might actually be getting something good. Mm. Like that, that that's where it's so confusing because I want to go negative and say like well they just they just ruined this movie that was supposed to be great but then you bring in that 
into the fold and you're like, yeah, you're right. Disney wouldn't just release this to say, oh, we did this, blah, blah, blah. Marvel wouldn't want to put their name on yeah. it if it was trash. That's true. So it's like they they must be working to release something that they think is like, this is going to fit with like uh, Spider-Man. It's going to fit with Guardians of the Galaxy. It's going to fit with, you know, the Eternals. And part of me feels like, okay, maybe maybe we're all overreacting and we're not seeing a big picture. Maybe. So I think that's where that's what's kind of keeping me in lock with like we have to watch this movie. Yeah, is because I feel like, like I said, like with all this other all these other things that they've said before and they've done before, they wouldn't be throwing money at this movie if they didn't think yeah. that there was something there. They wouldn't keep trying to work towards making whatever it is if they didn't think that there was something there. And whether That's, or not whether or not it is connected, I do hope it is connected, but maybe it is. I mean, they talked about they wanted to bring Deadpool in there too, mm-hmm. so maybe maybe that is a part of that too. Maybe they're trying to tie Deadpool into well, this that, or something. See, like, that's I don't know. That's true because see, the thing mm-hmm. is, what people don't understand is like if a movie, if like someone like Disney bought like a, a smaller production or like an, an even another bigger production like Fox. And, like, they didn't have faith in some of the movies that they were producing. They would just say, okay, well, we're shelving it. They wouldn't keep it, like, on their their docket to be like, okay, well, we're going to keep trying to put out this movie. Oh, I guess we'll push. I mean, for me, that just sounds kind of weird that they would do that, that they would keep, like, if they weren't going to release it. Especially in a day and age where they're getting ready to release their own streaming site where they've announced multiple things that they want to film and put out on their streaming sites and that they have all this content that they could do. Even, even if it was a movie that they just kind of saw as like, Oh, this isn't nothing. This is whatever. They can easily make some, I guess somewhat of a profit by just putting on a streaming site. That's true. But they did it. They're, Still uh, reshooting it, and they still have a lined up uh, release date. So it makes me feel like there has to be something. There's, here, there's right? something going on. Uh, I don't know. It's just it went from being like kind of funny and silly to like maybe there is more to the story that we're just we don't understand because it's so far, you know, removed from what we're doing right now that we don't. You know, we just saw Endgame. <laughs> And Spider-Man's coming out very soon. And, yeah. and so having like a random maybe X-Men movie maybe tie in to like the MCU maybe is whatever. But even if it didn't and even if it wasn't, I feel like Marvel's still trying to look at it like how can we make this movie something good, something great, something where people are going to yeah. want to watch. And it's now I think about it, it's like maybe this movie is going to be better than anyone thought. Ooh, Maybe. I don't know. I think either way, like, I was excited, you know, when we saw the first trailer. And even through all this other stuff, I've been waiting for them to say, like, they're going to release it on Hulu. Or, oh, as soon as blah, blah, blah drops, they're going to release it. But even they haven't. And now it moved to, oh, we're going to release it 2020. It's like, I just want to watch it. Yeah, I know. Me too. I just want to see this movie. Senators, we believe that these titans 
are just the tip of the iceberg. Which of these titans are here to protect us? Which of these titans are here to threaten us? So you'd want to make Godzilla our pet? No. We would be his. You're sure he's gonna be okay? for dominance a rival alpha to Godzilla you gotta be kidding Godzilla King of the Monsters is a highly anticipated sequel to 2014's Godzilla. Emma Russell, played by Vera Farmiga, alongside her daughter Madison, played by Millie Bobby Brown, are in the midst of an unbelievable event, watching the titan known as Mothra come to life. But before she can implement the Orca system she's built to talk to the titans, the monarch base is overrun by eco-terrorists, killing everyone and kidnapping the two. Looking for help, they pick up Emma's husband, Mark, played by Kyle Chandler, as he was the first to work on the prototype of the Orca machine. They hope he can lock into the pattern of the new one. As they lock into the signal, it comes to light what Monarch has been doing, stating that Godzilla has gone missing for years in the public eye, but they have been monitoring him and other Titans ever since the event of 2014. Once they log onto the signal, it takes them to Antarctica, where Monarch is watching over Monster Zero a titan so powerful they kept it off their books. As they fly in, the terrorists already have set the trap and Emma herself presses the trigger, blasting the ice in which Monster Zero was held, releasing the monster with horrific success. And when the end seems inevitable, Godzilla himself comes to fight. But before much can happen, Monster Zero flies away and they find the next place where the terrorists plan to hit. Now that everything is on the table, Monarch explains that they monitor 17 Titans worldwide, and Emma FaceTimes them to tell them what's been happening, stating that she's working with the terrorist group to help the Earth heal, saying that the Titans help the world heal and they need to be released, which she's hoping to do with the Orca machine. And when the fire demon Rodan is released, a short battle ensues with Monster Zero coming on top and Godzilla pops out to attack Monster Zero, and the US government says that they are going to release an oxygen bomb to kill both. But after the bomb hits, Godzilla is the only one who stays down and Monster Zero still stands. That's when it's released that Monster Zero is actually Ghidorah, 
an ancient titan that's said to come from space, here to change the world for himself, and Godzilla has been fighting back ever since the first time he showed up. But when all the titans start to wake without the help of Emma, everyone understands that Ghidorah is waking them up to destroy the world, not heal, and at the same time they sense a faint lifeline from Godzilla, coming from the deep underneath the seabed. This is where Madison comes in. Seeing what her mother did and feeling like she has to do something to fix it, she steals the orca machine and heads to Fenway Park, trying to get close enough to send an alpha signal to distract Ghidorah. As Madison's trying to help on the surface, underwater the crew decides to head towards Godzilla so they can unload a warhead in hopes of re-energizing him. But due to high levels of radiation, Dr. Sarazawa goes on a suicide mission helping Godzilla get back into action. Madison, now set up, unleashes the Alpha sound wave, causing all Titans on Earth to stop what they are destroying, and causes them to head towards the source. But Ghidorah tries to silence the sound, almost killing Madison in the process. But before Ghidorah can cause more damage, Godzilla comes forth, leading the battle for the Earth. And this time, Godzilla has more power than ever, as the warhead gave him more than what he needed. So much, in fact, that his radiation levels are so high, he could explode at any second. A hard battle is fought, and with the fully formed Mothra even sacrificing herself for Godzilla, and at the end of it all, Godzilla swallowing ahead of Ghidorah, all the Titans converge in front of him and submit as the real King of the Monsters stands tall. Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Mm-hmm. What did you think about this particular film that we we're reviewing, Dom? I liked it. Um, I think with this one, though, they should have. I don't want to sound like like I don't want to come off sounding like those nerds that are like that complained about the very first one because I actually did like nerds. the new one or the the first one. I liked the first one. It was good. But see, I feel like with that, you kind of set up enough to where you could have had, like, a little bit longer of a fight with, like, Godzilla and, like, all these monsters. Like, I think, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like uh, they still did that thing where it was, like, everyone wants to just see what the human characters are doing, right? Like, that was fine for the first one, but I feel like this one you had, especially with King Kong, you you have two solid movies. You don't need to really talk too much about, like, the human characters as much. They're kind of just there. And you could have just showed a little bit more of, like, them fighting. But, like, I didn't hate it. Like, I still liked it. I thought they did a really good job with it. Um, I want to know more about those other Titans that they had because I didn't know who they were. There's a couple of, like... Oh, this is like a callback to this. But yeah. I think some of them were just made up. Uh, but this is where Netflix has an upper hand in movies like this. Uh-huh. Because watching the movie, it was fine. I got kind of what I wanted out of it. But it should have been two movies. It should have been a human-based movie that sets up the ancient like ancient um, civilizations that these things are kind of gods and then at the end you could have you could have brought up like I don't think he's from here yeah what dun dun um and then the next one is them like trying to figure out like well what are we gonna do you know whatever and that could have been 
the action where yeah you have the human characters but you have like these other titans like fighting and getting together and stuff like that something like a netflix could easily pull that off because imagine you watching some random movie and it's like yeah the technically this movie ties into godzilla and you're like what what do you mean there's no godzilla in it it's like yeah but it it ties into like what the next godzilla movie is going to be yeah and it's it's a weird concept i know you have this whole movie it's building up all this lore but it's exciting right for people at least for people like maybe like us we're a little bit more into like sci-fi and fantasy it's exciting for them to like figure all this stuff out but with something like this which we talked about before like blockbusters they want it all in one movie so you could be like, oh. And I'm not saying, like, from A to to Z, you didn't get what the movie was. That's where I feel like this kind of sucked because it should have been two movies. Mm. And it should have been a movie where it was, the first movie was all about the mystery. It was all about finding what everything means. Yeah. It's about getting more into Monarch. It's about finding out there's people outside of Monarch who want to take down... We think it's gonna like how they would. I'm pretty sure how it would work out is like you think they yeah, want to take down Monarch. That that actually would be that would have been a. I think that would have been an enjoyable film. Like, yeah, it's kind of like they're kind of building their own. Like, since they are building their own universe, you could have had one movie that's just called like Mo, like Monarch. It seems weird, but in a time where you can have Avengers come out, like two big Avenger movies come out literally within a, not only a year of each other. But then still have other big Marvel movies come out mm. prior and after. You could do that easily. Do that where you can have a Monarch movie in like the beginning of the year, and you're like, oh, crazy! Like, oh, like, oh, oh we're gonna see this, and then the next movie is where you see everything. Like, this is the mysterious where you build up, and if you don't want to know about that, you don't have to. No. You could just wait for Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Because you know that's when you're going to see Ghidorah fly through the air and, you know, Godzilla, like, you know, swim up to catch it. You know what I mean? Like, that's where you know you're going to see all that stuff. And if you just want to see that and get the little bits and pieces of, like, oh, this is this, this is that, sure. But I feel like you could have had such a, a, a great, like, part one and two or maybe just, yeah, maybe just within the same universe. Like, King Kong is technically a part of this universe. Mm-hmm. Even though they don't talk about Godzilla once, the the um, only thing they talk about is Monarch. Yeah, because that's the only like through thing. It's like you could have had like, or you could have more isolated things like where they like this leads up to them finding Monster Zero. Well, what they call Monster Zero, and it's like, oh, it's King Ghidorah. But it's like you know what I mean. Like you could have you like yeah, like we said, you could have just built up to it where like okay, we know in time this is what's going to happen. But we could have got, like, one whole movie. Like, so it's kind of like how in, with Marvel, like, we had all these movies build up to Infinity War and Endgame, where you, so look at, you had all those other movies to explain everything away prior to, so then you could just watch them fight Thanos, and Thanos, like, pull pulls a moon out of the sky and throws it at Iron Man, and then in the next movie, they travel back in time for a time heist, and it's like, yeah, see, this works. Yeah, that's the only real thing that bugs me about this, and I hope that <clears throat> I hope that they kind of go into it maybe down the line because, as you know, 
love everything like yeah. weird and mysterious. And this movie just throws it in your face without having to say it. It's like, yeah, the whole like ancient earth theory, that's real. And yeah, there's there's people here thousands, if not millions of years before and and blah blah blah. And it's like, wait, wait, go back. Yeah. No, why don't skip that. Don't skip that. But go it, back. It's funny too and like, because wait, and another thing is like when when they win they're like, Oh, we gotta do this. I felt like you should have one character, it's like we can learn so much from this little area, we can't blow it up. They're like, nah, fuck it. I think they built Monarch 2 to be more, like, mysterious than, like, in the first two films, where they don't even really talk about them too much in Godzilla, right? And, yeah, they kind of set it up, but, like... But then again, like with, with you, what you said, it's like, yeah, but then they start going into like things and it's like, wait, but you should maybe explain that before. And then it's like, oh, okay, well, I guess we're not going to get that answer. Yeah. It's one of those things where I get like it's not super prevalent to the story and that it's easily forgettable. But when you're looking at it from the big picture of like, well, you want to understand these creatures. And one of the biggest way to understand it is knowing, like... Because they even go, like, oh, look at all these, like, oh, ancient writings and stuff. But it's like, yeah, but take what you did there, times that by, like, a trillion. Because now that you know this stuff is down there, you know. Like, you have... They have to be exploring it sooner or later, right? Yeah. Because they don't go into it, but they show, like, there's this, like, throne room. And obviously it's like, oh, they lived with one, blah, 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 whatever, mm. right? But it's like, that's the story I want to hear. Yeah. I just know that this story could have been told way better. Mm-hmm. But from what we got, yeah, I, I liked it. It was good. Um, it is It is very different from the first Godzilla movie, which I feel like maybe that's why... Maybe that's why they didn't do anything like we said, because the first one was really kind of you're getting into like these people story and then Godzilla's around. Yeah. It's almost almost like um what's that movie? Is it Shin Godzilla? It's like where he's attacking a town but you're more focused on the people. But um maybe that's why they didn't do it, because you're right. I, I like I love the first Godzilla. I thought it was really well done. I thought they did it perfect where it's like you're building up this world of like, oh, look at it. Yeah. And then you see Godzilla, and he's not super in the movie that much. But for what he is in, it's like it's perfect. It's but fine. I think, the, I think the reason why that worked is because they, they kind of hint at like he's this destructive force. But like maybe he could be our friend soon. And that kind of works, right? Where it's like, oh. And then this one was, and then we saw King Kong, right? So we got a little bit more of Monarch, too, right? So they kind of went more into their story. And then so this one would have been like, oh, like, like we're just trying to figure out why Ghidorah is now awakened. And like, oh, now they got to fight. Oh, they're fighting. Oh, look at their fighting. Yeah. They're fighting, fighting. Yeah, because that, that, but the, the pacing is the only thing that was kind of like the downfall of it. Because yeah. they, 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 Put the puzzle together so fast. And yeah. I get it because they're scientists and they've been studying all this. But it's like, I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like you have to use movie logic, <coughs> but you could have done it so much better. Like, yeah, I understand how all of a sudden, oh, well, yeah, he's like, 
he's the king and but he but Godzilla's the real king and then and he has to defeat him like he did before because he comes to space and it's like why don't you tell us any of this shit beforehand yeah you know what I mean like yeah. I, that's the only that's the only downfall of this thing is the pacing because they wanted to shove two I think they could be three movies in this one I honestly think they could have started at like they've already been kidnapped Kyle Chandler is like trying to find his family but then like they they like in the midst of them like so this is still within like the first 15 minutes 20 minutes is like they they tell him and then like all of a sudden like they they feel like the, like they, they pulled him into like the briefing at like the Antarctic station right somewhere there near there and then they feel like a earth shake like like they're like what the hell was that and then they find out like through like surveillance like that they like they've all broken in and it looks like she like like did it right she blew out she blew out <laughs> she blew out the ice to let king right because then you could have just immediately like oh and like maybe he like shoots into the sky and he's like building up energy or something and then like so you can kind of explain it a little bit like like oh well like this guy this is monster zero we we already know like um uh, godzilla fought him for dominance back then and this and that yeah. And then, then like you just can see, like I feel like you could have cut out a little bit of this. Yeah, you didn't that's, need. But see, that's what I'm saying is like that's like the only real downfall because everyone in it was good. Oh yeah, I never there was no problem with anybody or any action. The only thing that I didn't like is the end kind of seemed very corny. It was like at the end when all the monsters come or the titans come, and. They all basically like, all oh, hell, Godzilla. And it's like, that's kind of stupid. Yeah, why wouldn't they like keep fighting to see who's the, right? Isn't that what you want? No, like, like I think like, I think that you could easily had, you could easily had it to where it's, it's almost like they're just coexisting. Like they don't, they didn't need to all come and like kind of give him yeah, praise. Yeah, I think I know what you mean. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. Like you could have just, you it would have been like he's top of the food chain, so you don't need Rodan to come and like bow to him. Yeah, you could maybe have him like, you know, kind of like get down, you you little birdie guy. Yeah, like, you know, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> That's the only thing that felt super corny. And mm-hmm. then, like I said, the easy out of like, oh, they're going to the island. Oh, well, what's over there? Isn't it King Kong? It's obviously King Kong. He says King Kong. You already told us it's King Kong. Uh, but I mean, other than that, like I enjoy this movie. Yeah. Um, I do wish it would have been a little bit better <laughs> for my own, you know, taste. But am I happy that it came out? Yes. Um, do I think that it's a good, you know? part three of this like universe yeah uh do i wish i got more out of the movie of course oh, am i yeah. upset no no way. it's still good like i mean yes it doesn't have olivia olsen in this one but it does have vera farmiga in it so yeah also yeah like i mean Am I going to sit here and, like, be mad that, like, Wilch 
they didn't have as much fighting in this and they should have and this and that. Like, no, I mean, any Godzilla movie I see is usually pretty good. Just because, like, I love seeing Godzilla fight monsters. Like, doesn't matter. Like, um, I don't know. Like, is there stuff to complain about? Yes. But is there stuff to, like, praise it for? Yeah, because I mean, it does it does do a good job of just being like a a good movie to see monsters fighting, too. Like you like you want to see Godzilla beat up King Ghidorah, watch it. If you want to know more about him, like do you want to watch the other ones? Yeah, I kind of want to go back and watch King Kong. That one's a pretty good one. Um, I don't know. Like, it's good. It's it's is it great? Mm. I wouldn't put it great. No. It's still a good movie. I still enjoyed it very much. And, yeah, I mean, it's a movie that maybe I'm not going to watch eight times over, but just like the first Godzilla, I'll go back and rewatch it just to visit. And especially if they keep continuing with this universe, then, yeah, I want to go back and be like, oh, this is what I missed in there. Oh, you see that? Oh, that's that's supposed to be this. But I guess until... Then <laughs> you just accept it for what it is, and it's a good movie. It's a it's a good blockbuster movie. If there was like a rating system, I would probably give it like a seven, maybe mm. a little bit higher seven, you know, because I was very happy to see what I saw. Yeah, and I thought the I thought the story made sense. It just felt rushed. Mm. So, yeah, good movie. Would definitely recommend it. Should see it if you haven't. Yeah. Then why are you listening to his podcast, silly? Stop listening to us. I mean, don't stop listening to us. Yeah, don't listen to Dom. Listen to us. Just press pause. No, press mute until this part's over. Or, hey, check the timestamps down below. Who knows? How about we talk about some remakes or reboots or requels or sequels that um have come about that like you actually genuinely like here's one the thing so the thing is a 1980 something film that john carpenter did it was a remake of a like 50s like b sci-fi movie that like in itself was an adaption of like a short story called who goes there and so then the movie was called, it came from, or The Thing from Another World. And then John Carpenter was like, that's such a long title. I'm just going to call it The Thing. Um, but no, like, I thought that he he did a really great job of not just updating, like, the story. Because obviously, like, that's one thing about, like, a, a, re- a remake is you got to update the story. But then he also went back to the source material and was like, hey, like, these are the things that like they cut out of the the story and the like they change this and they change that and it doesn't make any sense to the story now and so what he did was he was like well but like in the original story it was just a bunch of guys who are in this place and the ship shape-shifting alien and like them having to deal with it and i thought you know you watch and you're like you know what this is actually like a really good film and it's like a really good like remake how do you feel about that was it two thousand and oh the fifteen the sequel the is thing it pre- is it the prequel it's a prequel I I actually did like it I thought it was pretty good I know that people were upset because instead of using practical effects they use CGI 
But here's the thing: is like they originally were going to use practical effects. It was the movie studio itself that pushed them to use CGI instead. And it's like because you see a lot of the behind the scenes stuff, and they did a really good job with the stuff. But it's just you can tell like the the studio itself intervened and was like, no, no, we need like people love CGI. And see, that's haven't you seen Avatar? Yeah, it's like. That's the only part where I can agree with some people on like CGI isn't better, but like it's when you're it's when you get that good mix of like CGI and practical that like I feel like the new Star Wars films are doing where they're yeah. they're they're mixing it genuinely really well. That's when it would have worked. Like you can you CGI, but if you're gonna have something practical that looks better than CG, why not use it? Yeah. I think like hopefully that's what the Dark Crystal is going to go for is mm. like they want to focus on practical but they're obviously going to take they're, yeah uh, take um, hold of like new you know CGI stuff and that's like the in between but yeah I I agree like I thought it was fine and yeah you're right the I haven't seen the original original it's, from the fifties <laughs> it's cheesy yeah so I'm okay with just watching one from the eighties but uh, I agree but if we're talking about Stuff like that, old from new. Um, I would say Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> now, here's what I think probably is well done in every single thing they've done. Mm-hmm. Because I've seen the original uh, TV, like, yeah. so whatever. And I've heard, I want, I don't know, I really don't know how long, but the radio broadcast, I've heard some of it. Mm. And it... And it kind of sounds like it just all works with each other. It does. So I really, like, it's hard to say, like, that's better than whatever. But in all honesty, the Hitchhiker's Guide from, when was that, 2007? Yeah, something Something like like that. that. That's a movie that, to me, is very timeless. Yeah. Where I can put it on whenever. I I can watch it as many times. Mm, It's the cast. The, it's everything about that movie is It's such perfect. a perfect cast. Mar, uh, Martin Freeman, Mostaf, um, Sam Rockwell, Zoe Deschanel, and then Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. Come on. And John Malkovich. Oh, yeah, John Malkovich. <laughs> and he plays John Malkovich playing uh, alien an alien. Yeah. yeah, that's a movie that I feel like if I had to pick, this is the one that I'd pick over everything else the the original tv one like that was good for mm. what it was but it's you know it can't I, if you're gonna be honest it doesn't hold a candle to the the one from the early 2000s because that one took what that was doing anyways with the practical effects yeah and it kept that feeling but still utilized a few cg stuff and it all just, I don't know, it all just makes sense, and it's funny, and it's entertaining, and like I said, from someone who's gone out of the way to, to be like, hey, maybe, the, you know, I, I like this, I love this so much, so let me give this a chance. And every single thing I've, I've come across, I've seemed to enjoy, so maybe it's just the, the source material itself, that's just, yeah. it's just so well done that you're just like, no matter what you do, like, if they made a fucking cartoon... I could imagine myself, you know, loving yeah. that too. But That'd be pretty funny. Yeah, but uh, from from yeah from that movie compared to everything they've done before, that movie is like no, this is this is perfect. Like you're maybe they it probably would have did a little bit better if it got made like a couple years later, 
for the you know the um the graphics could be a little bit better but they weren't crazy out of date back then no and yeah i i rewatched that movie recently and it was just like yeah this movie's like the perfect movie uh okay uh one that um i always loved as a kid my favorite disney movie is the jungle book but when I heard that John Favreau was gonna do his version of like the Jungle Book as like live action, I was kind of like, "What? Well, I don't know." Like, the Peach Dragon didn't look that great, and then like, I know what did what did they do? Maleficent before that, I was like, "Well, Man. I didn't really want to see that." And then they had Cinderella, and I was like, "Meh, right?" But then I like the more I saw of it, I was like, "Well, this actually might be okay." And so I go and see the film, and I'm like. This is amazing. John Favreau not only updated the story, but like it makes you feel like these animals are alive. These animals are talking to you. How did he get that bear to talk? How did he get those wolves to talk? Are you serious? And then you also see like the behind the scenes, like what they did to like get the kid to act to interact with the characters. And it's like this kid is literally acting by himself to like a stuffed bear that's just sitting there, and you're like damn like that little kid has to be that good of an actor to convince you that he's like talking to like these animals that are, are that are not even real i don't know i thought i thought they did a really good job with this and i can't wait to see like him also do lion king because yeah like i said like they just updated it in such a way that like i feel like see this is what disney should always do when they uh, they should just get john favreau to do it but like lion king looks amazing and you can tell like Obviously, like, he started this with Jungle Book. He's going to, like, give you the same... He's going to deliver on, like, this is, like, what I want you to see. Like, guys, this is amazing. I, we've talked about uh, remakes before, or should it be a remake? Should it be uh, a continuation? Should they just try to to d- divert from the original, make some something, whatever, right? I think that in today's modern day you can kind of do whatever mm-hmm. as long as you do it with a reason yeah because like blade runner 2020 no, no 2049 20, you could have easily took that idea of like i want to do blade runner but i want to remake the original and it would have came out amazing mm. because the sequel that did come out that we did see was fucking brilliant yes it was so imagine amazing. if imagine if you wanted to go ahead and go back and retell that movie or retell that story make a new movie to me it would have been like wow like you wouldn't even have to watch the original because i just i just like knowing how they did that movie it was like amazing and then seeing people like like disney do star wars i know that's a i know i know i know it's a big old thing but when you see when you see them go from the prequels <laughs> to these movies, it 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 makes me feel like is there something wrong with me that I'm not understanding why people hate these? Because yeah. they take exactly what the originals were, right? They took like this feeling of like this universe, whatever, and then they did what, you know, um George Lucas wanted to do anyways. Like, well, you got to put CG in there. But they did them both tasteful to where it worked together. 
where you feel like this this universe now is a universe you could visit. Because for me, I wasn't, a, you know, I wasn't some 10-year-old kid in 1980 watching Star Wars. So, you know, I'm not some, you know, fucking nerd today. But <laughs> I did grow up with it. Yeah. And I loved it, just like I still love it. But if you're comparing the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy, and you say, like, yeah, look at all we have, it's like, yeah, but look how amazing these new movies look. Yeah. Like, there's nothing wrong, like, I mean... There's a lot of things wrong with the prequels. But I will say that for them trying to be more imaginative with the universe, <coughs> I totally accept. Because that, yeah. they did they did exactly the, what they, they wanted that, to do. That's exactly what George, George Lucas wanted to do. Yeah. And when you watch the original trilogy, it's very condensed. Mm. They show you stuff, but it feels like, kind of feels like you're just in this general area. And you and you kind of just run through like, yeah, that kind of looks like that. <laughs> hey, is that a is that a thing they used to you know for um, telling the weather? Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I get it because they didn't have amazing technology back then. But like, I can watch those movies for what they are. Yeah. And with these movies, it just takes everything that I love from Star Wars, and it brings it to the modern day, and it makes it feel like wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it yeah. has that wow factor. And then. I mean, another thing that they do too is, and we've talked about this before, where they, instead of just remaking a movie and making another movie, is they'll adapt it into a TV show. So, like, um, The Haunting of Hill House, and like, yeah, that was a, an adaption of a story, but that was also a remake, because they've, they've had that before. We've seen yeah. it before. And they, they, they did it in such a good, like, twist on that story that that worked out really well. And it's like the same thing that they're doing with, like, Watchmen. They're gonna. They're doing another. See, like I feel like with TV, it, it's it's better when they kind of like twist it up a little bit. I mean, I mean that's obviously we. I guess if we're gonna talk about it, like Westworld. Yeah, Westworld was a movie that I remember hearing about, but mm-hmm. never really cared for. And then even literally even till the the TV series aired, I was like, I'm not gonna watch that stupid fucking uh like robot western thingy. I'm not yeah. gonna fucking watch that. Then I watched it, and I was like. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> like it's taking the source material and not just taking it, but it's like overhauling that whole story and making a a greater expanded universe that like you didn't even know you wanted. You didn't even know you want like to to explore this world of Westworld more. And it's it's crazy too. Like when you and like it even it in itself. And we've gone into in depth, and we could go in depth about it. Like the many layers of Westworld. But, like, yeah, I mean, like, every once in a while, yes, we get a remake that is dumb and no one wants it, like, Fright Night or Total Recall. There's a lot of garbage that comes out. Yeah, I I think what I really (coughs) want to get at is, like, if they have, I I wouldn't say exact, I mean, yeah, I guess you would have to. If they have the heart to want to do the movie or whatever it is and tell the story in whatever which way, then it'll come out whether it's whether it's great or whether it's just acceptable. If you have someone really wanting to tell the story, just like with it, with it they took something like that was just a TV movie that grew into something that people loved, right? And then they're like, no, we want to make like a fucking movie. We want to make a good movie, like a scary movie. Yeah, and it worked. You can do something like that, or you can you know half-ass it and be like. 
Well, yeah, I mean, we already showed that back in the day. Let's just bring it up to modern day. It'd be fine. You can say what you want about, like, what's better, what's worse, you know, all that stuff. I just feel like taking original source material in any way and, and either remaking it, uh, doing something alternate, maybe, you know, continuing it, I feel like it's completely fine as long as you have some sort of love of the story. Mm. Because if not, then you're just going to get something cookie cutter. And you're right. It's just going to be like, well, why don't I just watch Cycle? Why do I have to watch... What's his name? Gus Van Sant's uh, remake of Psycho, shot for shot. It's hard to say. But I, I would say like I'm more on board with just... You can take the original source material... And do whatever. You can make a, a remake. You can make uh, an alternate version. You can do a prequel. I feel like that's the only thing I really feel about like all of these you know, remakes or what's better or whatever. I think I come down to that. Because I'm willing to give a lot of, of credit if, if, if something is done well. Just like, just like I said with Hitchhikers. I feel like the people constantly doing those things are like... This is something I love. This this amazing thing. Like I want I want to show this off, and so every time they've done something with it, it's come off super well. Mm. So I don't know. I think that's what I think that's kind of where we'll leave it. Um, if you have you know a favorite sequel or prequel or reimagining or whatever, let us know by. Hitting up um, our Instagram and our Twitter at intb underscore at no intb underscore podcast. I was gonna say you can email us at uh, intb podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, and just let us know, like, hey, you guys' opinion about um, Godzilla King of the Monsters was spot on, or maybe you disagree. Maybe you're like, um. Sh- I hated these new movies because, like, I wanted more Game of Thrones characters to show up in this movie. Like, that's ridiculous. Then let us know and we'll tell you why you're wrong because, obviously, who cares about Game of Thrones? Yeah. Uh, It's done. (laughs) And uh, for anyone who's interested, uh, the YouTube series that Dom and Tyler are working on Mm -hmm. uh, is getting on its way. And uh, just give us some time, <laughs> yeah. Just give us some time. But if you would like to give um, criticism on like how you think a YouTube should work, or what you like in your favorite YouTube series, or what you dislike, feel free to message us because, like I said, we're, we're working on something and we have like a basic idea, but we just don't want it to be where it's like. Eh, yeah, you can give or take it. Or maybe there's something that really draws you in and we should focus yeah. on that. You know, we're really open because, like we've done with this podcast, it's we want to give the idea of, like, not just watching someone to get their opinion. It's more of, like, trying to listen to someone to understand where they're coming from and say, like, hey, I can agree with you. I want to join in this conversation. Yeah. Because there's, there's a lot of shit out there that's more of, like, Listen to me. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, I reviewed yeah. the movies. <laughs> and, oh, trust me. I know. I read the original books. And that's what we try and not do with this podcast. It's not just... Except for Doc. He does that literally all the time. I know. We try not to. That's what I'm saying. We try. But basically, we're, we, we like to give you our opinion. 
If you want to agree with us, you can agree with us. If you want to disagree with us, you can disagree with us. But it's I think it's more about like having a conversation about these things and understanding like where other people come from. Like yeah. I can agree with certain people on certain films like I was having a discussion with my friend. Casablanca is a really good film, but like is Endgame a really good film? Yeah, and they were not trying to see like my side of the story like my side of the argument it's like i'm trying to see your side you got to at least kind of see my side too yeah and that's what like we don't really get to talk about like the conversational side of the podcast very much um but yeah i mean in the long term it's like we're doing this because we want to show you that these movies aren't that bad that there's more to it Mm. and that even if you look at something like king of the monsters and you enjoy it you can still tear it apart and say like this is why it would work this is why this would work but this is why it's still enjoyable what did you feel about it my favorite film of all time is empire strikes back but can i see the flaws in this movie yeah i don't literally everywhere yeah um I don't sit there and just like, well, no, well, see, well, this and that. And it's like, no, you have to learn that you can't, you're not always right. You're never going to be right about everything. And sometimes like some of the movies that you were criticizing are not as bad as you think. Unless they're, um. Hybrid Punk saved my life. Yes. Yeah. I won't have a conversation about that because it's literally the worst. But, um. But yeah, you know, just something if you want to, if you want to do it, do it. If you don't, hey. But I guess with that, guys, well, we'll say, as always, it's not that bad. Fucking asshole. It's not that bad.